You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, there is so much division in the world today, in society, and even within our families, simply because the world has become more selfish and individualistic and inward-looking. This is a consequence of a world that does not believe in the existence of God. Since there is no God, and since, as the world says, we are not created, but it was because by chance we came into this world as a result of the interaction of atoms. We have no reason to be in this world. We are not meant to be in this world. But by chance, we came into this world. And why are we in this world? We do not know. There is no reason. We are just here. And then what are we doing in this world? We do not know. You just live, enjoy yourself, and then you will die. And then, where else? Oh, you will go back to atoms. And that is life. My dear brothers and sisters, if that is life, that's why the world suffers from a crisis of meaning and purpose. There is no reason to live. There is no reason to make sacrifices for others, for the future of humanity. Each one, just take care of yourself, enjoy as much as you can, take out from this world as much as you can, and then you will be disappeared eventually. So why bother so much about the future of humanity and this planet? My dear brothers and sisters, today when we celebrate the solemnity of the Blessed Trinity, it is the answer not just the reality of God, not even the inner life of God, but the whole meaning and purpose of life. In truth, the existence of God was never a question. Until the 18th century, the period of the Enlightenment, when rationalism, empiricism, began to prevail. With the advent of science and technology, people no longer depend on God. They no longer need to pray to God because we have the power to solve every human problem in this world. We do not need God. In a world of materialism and consumerism, it is about having Pleasures in life. That is why God is not felt and experienced in society anymore. Because we think that human ingenuity, intelligence, 
can make this world a better place. But my dear friends, you judge for yourself. Is this world a better place? A safer place today? In fact, it's the most dangerous place. The most dangerous time to live in. This is the irony of science and technology, of trusting in the intelligence of man. But the reason why people also have given up the belief in God, actually, the question of God is not an intellectual question. It is an existential question. That is to say, people are finding life meaningless. People are suffering. We see injustices everywhere in our offices, in our homes, in society, in the world. And we wonder, why is there so much evil in society? Why doesn't God do anything about it? There are so many people who are suffering, so many poor people in poverty and dying. This pandemic has caused so many people to suffer. Why is God so cruel? Where is God? Does God love us? Does God care for us? It doesn't seem to be. And so, people have given up faith in God. They become agnostic. They say, if this God really exists, then God will take care of me. What's the use of saying that God exists if he cannot do anything for us? We don't need such a God, which is true. My dear brothers and sisters, this is why it's very important for us. The doctrine of the Holy Trinity is not an intellectual question. It's not a mere doctrine, mere words without Truth. And what is truth? Truth, what Benedict says, is an event, an experience. So instead of expounding about the Holy Trinity, we need to talk about how the Holy Trinity is at work in our lives. The Holy Trinity is experience as God, who is our deliverer, our saviour, our redemptor our sanctifier, our creator. That is why today the scripture readings speaks of the Holy Trinity in a very existential way. In the first reading from the book of Deuteronomy, Moses told the people, put this question to the ages that are past that went before you. Was there anything ever heard? Did a people hear the voice of the living God? Has any God ventured to take himself from one nation, from the midst of another, by ordeal, signs, wonders, war with mighty hand, outstretched arms, by fearsome terrors? They had seen the power of God in the Exodus. And therefore, they knew that God was with them. It was God who delivered them out of Egypt. Not human efforts. Compared to the army of Pharaoh, they were nowhere. And yet God delivered them. The power, therefore, lies in God. 
And that is why the people of Israel believed that God was not just only the creator, but also the one who delivers them from death. But my dear friends, we might say that is true for the, those people who are fortunate enough to encounter God. But we never encounter God. Our life is nothing but suffering. Yes, some of us suffering illnesses, tragedies, one after another, failures in life, coming from a broken, wounded family. Or we are born in an environment that is certainly not our doing. We are just born into an environment that is so difficult to live an honest life or a good life. Where is all this? What meaning is that? And you say God loves us? He might love some, but certainly he doesn't love me. That is why again, God sent us his son Jesus to reveal to us the Father's love and mercy through his miracles, through his teaching, through his healing, through his books of exorcism, liberating us. But most of all, Jesus died. Innocently, an unjust death. If you talk about suffering, then no one has suffered like Jesus. But his suffering was unjust. That is true, precisely. Unjust suffering. But is unjust suffering the ultimate? It is not. Suffering leads to life. Death leads to life. Hatred leads to love. That is why in the resurrection of Jesus, he overcame and he showed us that even if we suffer in this life, it is never in vain. We are all called to share in his redemptive suffering for ourselves and to change lives around us. If we carry our suffering well, with meaning, with purpose, with love. That is why ultimately we triumph over suffering injustices. That is why today in today's gospel, we are the disciples, they bow down before him, acknowledging him as the Lord of the universe. My dear brothers and sisters, and then again we can say, but that was 2,000 years ago. I have never met Jesus today. How do I know he's real? He was just a good man. It's history. Is it history? That is why again, in today's second reading, the letter of St. Paul speaks of the Holy Spirit that is poured into our hearts. Everyone who received the Spirit is a son of God. That is what St. Paul said. And the Spirit you receive is not the Spirit of slaves, but the Spirit of sonship. Make us cry, Abba, Father, and become co-heirs with Christ. Yes, and how do you know? How do we know that we have the Spirit? The Spirit, as St. Paul tells us in Galatians 5.22, we experience love, kindness, joy. All these gifts of the Spirit, they are truly 
the presence of the Spirit of Jesus in our hearts. So it's a real experience, a joy that the world cannot give, a peace that the world cannot give. My dear brothers and sisters, again, we can see how the church understands God, who is revealed in the Holy Trinity, gives us meaning and purpose. That is why this God that we speak about is a God who is manifested as Father, Son, and Spirit. Three persons, one God. So that we can relate to God as three persons. God is called three person because why? He is relatable. We do not relate just to God, but the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. But that is not all. What is equally important about the doctrine of the Holy Trinity is that it also resolves not just the inner life of God, but the inner contradiction of strict monotheism. Because in strict monotheism, there is only one God. No three persons. But if God is only one, how can we say that God is love? If you, are, if you love, you need someone to be a partner. Otherwise, you'll be loving yourself. That is narcissism. If God is just loving himself, he is not God. He, is, he cannot be called love. But we cannot be the partners of God's love. Because if we are the partners, we have control over him. In fact, God exists even before we created. So how can he be our partner? We cannot be his partner. Within God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, three persons, that is why in perfect communion, in unity, and in love. So God is called love simply because God is Trinitarian. And it is because of the abundance of love, the dynamism of love within himself, this love is being poured out into the world and we receive this love from the Trinity. So my dear brothers and sisters, the implication therefore is that since we are created in the image and likeness of God, what does it mean? It means that we are called to relate to God in very personal way as Father, Son and Spirit. But equally important, we are called to uh, live out this sharing of life, communion of life. We can find meaning and purpose in life only if we are like God, living for others, working with others in unity and love. God is pro-existence, pro-life, pro-love. The Holy Trinity simply means that we should live, therefore, for each other, with each other, by each other. And most of all, in unity, in spite of our uniqueness, it is our uniqueness that makes us even stronger when we share our uniqueness with our brothers and sisters. And together in unity, we manifest completeness. So unity and diversity, they are not threats to each other. Being unique is the only basis for a better enrichment of each other's life. So my dear brothers and sisters, that this feast of the Holy Trinity inspires how to live in the life that is wholesome, always in communion, in giving, and yet remaining ourselves as unique creatures and children of God.
Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.